Hello and welcome to MCU Staincast. We have the co-host out here. My name is Dylan. And Steven. Let's break down a little bit of the MCU, starting with uh, Incredible Hulk. Yes. Uh, like we said last week, we're going to go in release order for the most part. Uh, maybe a couple things thrown in and there. So we're going to go yeah. today with the Hulk. But before we do get into that, uh, we're going to do our usual thing, continue on with the uh, some news for the week. So a couple of smaller things. Uh, first off, like we mentioned, uh, WandaVision was nominated for a bunch of Emmys. Um, unfortunately, out of the 23 they were um, nominated, nominated for, they, they only won three. Uh, they won... Oh. Yeah, they won Outstanding Fantasy uh, and Sci-Fi Costumes, Outstanding Production Design for a Narrative Program, in parentheses, Half Hour, and Outstanding Original Music and Lyrics for the catchy Agatha All Along. That's cat. So, they should have gotten, too- gotten all 23 or 24 of those. That shit was fucking beautiful. Especially since it was the first episode, too. Like, that really set the tone for the MCU, and it set a really good tone. Even though, originally it was... um. Falcon and Winter Soldier supposed to come out first, right? On the, like one of the first slates before yeah, uh, the Fal- pandemic. Yeah, or, or the original uh, Phase Four lineup was Black Widow, and then shortly followed by Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. which would have been a completely different feel to what we got uh, currently. I, I think that we 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 benefited in the long run. Yeah, no, I I would definitely agree with that. Long run, we definitely obviously we had to wait a little bit longer, but it was definitely worth the wait for all three yeah. of those series. But overall, I do think WandaVision, even though it didn't win as many as I would like, the the three that it did win, I do agree with. I mean, mm-hmm. the costumes alone, White Vision and and the Scarlet Witch are Ooh, beautiful. Don't, don't beautiful talk, costumes. Don't talk to me about that Scarlet Witch costume. Don't get me started. Oof. Don't turn me up. See, now I'm not involved. Now I'm not involved. That's what you've done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, I look. We all know. We all know. That's Baby Girl. Of course. Baby Girl till the end, baby. Come on now. Yeah. Um, but uh, as well as the one I, I do enjoy is uh, the original music and lyrics for Agatha all along. As that song is a yeah. fucking bop. Yeah, I know. I remember Xander put it out one time at a party, and that shit was so funny. Everybody loved it. No, no, because it's uh, it's a bop, like you said. It definitely, it it, I fuzz with it. It is. Uh, moving on, because we do have a, a, a decent chunk of news, and the last one especially is going to be a little long. Yeah. Um, but recently, Charlie Cox uh, had an interview um and he said about um, John Bernthal, as it was brought up in the interview, asked if he thinks that he should return as the Punisher. And Charlie Cox did say that he doesn't know if there's anybody else who could do a better version than that, which I do Mr. agree Cox with. Cox is spitting. Yeah, he's spitting. He is. It's uh, the, John Bernthal is the Punisher. Like, yeah, you, there's, you, you can't, you can't no give him two seasons, have him act the way he was acting. Like, that was the best portrayal you could possibly give. Like, he's just, like, the gritty, the grittiness of it is, like, exactly what you, like, would expect from a Punisher. I guess you could say. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I do hope he comes back at some point in the future, but. Season three, please, 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 please. Season three, a movie, just anything. I'll take anything at this point, as long That's as it uh, means he's I'm back. A, I'm starved for Punisher. <laughs> There's something about that series. That, sh- that, sh- that shit is so vile. It's oh, – I need. I can't wait uh, we, until I uh, get to the point of rewatching that because it's yeah. uh, That's definitely that going to be worth fun it. to watch. Because I haven't watched oh, it in yeah. a while, but like, I, I remember some parts about it. Like, that's just a very – like. One of those shows that like you don't have to watch for a while, but there's there's some scenes that are just – They just stick with into you. My mind. Yeah. Because it's the, so crazy. Like, he's a main that, that gym That gym scene is all I'm thinking about right now. Yeah. The gym scene and the club scene, I think in one of the first episodes of season two, when oh, he's just literally beating yeah. the holy hell out of the entire bar of people. Oh, so yeah. So good. That, that shit's fucking ridiculous. No, it's out of pocket. But the choreography is actually really good. And obviously him just being a meathead. Like, John Berthenau was made to be a meathead. Like, when he gets, like, that act on when he's just screaming. Like, when, like oh, when yeah. he said, how about no? How about How about no? Fucking meathead. That shit's ridiculous. Um, also continuing on with old uh, actors reprising their roles is so amidst all of the um, rumors going around about a certain character from the X-Men universe returning into um, the multiverse of madness, uh, James McAvoy was asked about if he would ever return as uh, Charles Xavier. And he said that to never say never, mm. however, um, 
he'll always be open to that, but only has to be good writing and nothing but good writing, which leads yeah. me to believe that he was severely scarred by uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix, his last outing <laughs> as the character. His crip walking up the stairs. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't blame him. No, I mean, uh, after you make I've, it, I, Like I've said, that that is the only modern Marvel movie I have not seen, and I don't plan you, on it anytime soon. Have you seen clips from it, or you just haven't seen it at all? I've seen clips of it. I've seen, of course, Professor X Crip walking up the stairs, but that's about it. <laughs> it's hideous. Like, even the CGI looks like shit. Like, not something you'd expect out of a, like, like a project that big with that kind of funding, that kind of influence. Definitely I mean, at the, by the time it came out, Disney already bought Fox, so they were just kind of yeah. push it out so they can reboot the X-Men already. Yeah, they mailed that in, 100%. I mean, the acting was still good by, like, um, McAvoy and uh, Magneto. I'm forgetting about Fast, Fast Ender. Of course, yeah. they always are. Uh, I'll be very upset, though, if they don't cast at least some of them. Because, like, it's just hard when you, like, have a character that gets engraved in your mind. And that, yeah, exactly. Like, this is him. Like, besides the older actor for Charles Xavier, he's also, like, he's Patrick up there. Stewart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Patrick Stewart. Like, they're all, they just have that role where they make it theirs, where they become the character. And oh, it's, yeah. it'll, be, it'll definitely be hard seeing another Magneto or another Professor X. I do hope but, that if they're not going to cast uh, Fastbender as that... The only th- other thing I can hope for is him as Doctor Doom because he would make a fantastic Doom. Doom, yeah, no, he would. Yeah, but, there's uh, a lot of rumors. There's a lot of rumors going around who's going to be in that movie. I wouldn't oh, be surprised. Yeah. I'm about to be in that movie, guys. The yeah, came out. I'm in that fucking movie. <laughs> We're all in it. Mm-hmm. All gangs in the movie. Yes, sir. Uh, but going on to a couple more smaller pieces in here. Uh, Marvel Studio. Marvel. Marvel Studios has recently confirmed to Variety that Miss Marvel did get pushed back to early 2022. So unfortunately, it's not coming out the end of this year like it was originally supposed to. But I'm assuming it'll come out probably around the time WandaVision next year, mm-hmm. uh, around January. It's not going to be a big gap then because um, Hawkeye should end when? Is it ending? December 23rd, I think it's the week before Thanksgiving. Uh, not the week before Christmas or the week of okay. Christmas. So not about not not about time of the MCU uh, TV shows or just yeah. It, I mean, we're gonna have a huge one between uh, mm-hmm. What If and Hawkeye right now. It's a whole month and a half. Oh damn! Yeah, really, that's a big hiatus. But I mean, we're, even though Hawkeye's gonna end, we're gonna have obviously No Way Home, and we're we're gonna be chatting about that for a minute. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's gonna be a a nice one to talk about. But I mean, uh, Miss Marvel, we haven't seen much from it, so I can't really say if I'm excited or not, but. I am looking forward to the project. I just hope that they do it justice. Mm-hmm. 100%. Because there's a lot of good stories to be told, but first Captain Marvel definitely has me like, I'm interested, but I'm not invested. I'd say uh, it like that. Say, same, same thing as Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I, interested, I put like, those on the they, two. They pique my interest, but they're going to have to do a little bit more to get me in there to actually like, wanting to pay for that. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we don't have to pay for it, luckily. It's just on Disney+. Plus, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. But I'm still not paying. True. So, um, but sticking with Disney Plus, uh, Disney Plus Day was announced to be November 12th, uh, which is going to be where they're adding a bunch of content, including Shang-Chi, who will finally be released uh, on Disney Plus at that date, as well as what uh, they're calling a Marvel preview. So it's going to be a look forward Ooh. into future Marvel projects. I'm going to assume we're going to get stuff like Miss Marvel, No Way Home, and uh, Multiverse of Madness footage. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we need like it's too soon for a trailer, but I want a just, trailer. <laughs> just a little teaser, just just a little taste, just a taste. It's just a taste. And just a little something to get the boys' meat wet. Yeah. So, but a couple more things with Shang Chi. Uh, Shang Chi this past weekend has passed Black Widow's the highest grossing film of 2021 in the domestic box office, which was expected, honestly, with how mm-hmm. uh, how well it was doing. Yeah, and it's also they, they came out during different times, like. It's crazy how much this country's changed in the past. Like, Black Widow was, what, July? Three and months then, ago. Yeah. It's, like, it, it's definitely exactly a lot more accessibility. To, a lot more accessibility. Like, for Black Widow, I could definitely see it being more of the movie where I'm sure there's people who didn't know what was going on very much, like the more casual fans who went to see it. But Shang-Chi was definitely more of the, like, there's a bigger volume of people who weren't, were just casual watchers who came oh, yeah. to watch it. Just increased Absolutely. viewership. Yeah. It, it did. And honestly, it, it deserves it. I'm excited to see what they'll do with uh, – the plans for the movie at this point but mm-hmm. uh, I, I hope that we do get more of it and actually our next point is leading into that a little more um so uh tony long and not i'm sorry uh tony long was 
uh, rumored to be, or not rumored, it's pretty much confirmed that he's going to be coming back by one of the consultants that Marvel um, Marvel Studios used for Shang-Chi. Um, the quote exactly is, uh, given what they had in Tony Long, uh, I would have hoped that they would have made it a little more clear that he has other places to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, he was a deep put on a he was a really good part of that Shang Chi movie. Like I said last week, where I definitely feel like it was a more telling of him and his um his wife family. or whatever her name is. It, yeah, yeah. It was more it was, like a family story compared to like a Shang Chi origin story. Like it was definitely mixed into it, but I definitely got more vibes where it was like more of just like overall just development of that entire family that like and all the implications it has. Yeah, I definitely um definitely am excited to see him in the future. I mean, he he was he's definitely I would say top five MCU quote unquote villains for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was kind of weird because you have a lot of like anti villains, you have a lot of just like, villains turn good or they yeah, just like like, like Loki, like where did where would he be placed? Yeah, he was Stuff definitely like in his own category, yeah. And also, it doesn't help that they kill every goddamn villain in the MCU. Not the, they, they they've been better recently. They have been better recently mm-hmm. than that. Yeah, like they they were on a spree of, after all, maybe Phase Two. That's where they just killed. Every the make phase three where they killed every damn villain. Yeah, that was every that was phase two. Antagonist. Killian, like every, Killian uh, Hydra, um, uh, the Dark Elf, uh, Ronin, <laughs> et, Ronin. Uh, Old Ultron, and then Yellow Jacket. But Yellow Jacket's rumored to be coming back in Ant Man three. So, from Good Weather, I see <laughs> bald. Um, yeah, bald. <clears throat> so we'll we'll see about that. But I'm definitely excited to see uh, Wenwu coming back uh, at some point in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so one one last small note before we go on to the big news for the week. Um, Venom Let There Be Carnage uh, releases this in theaters this Thursday mm-hmm. with a song, uh, Venom 2 by Eminem, that we spoke into existence, unfortunately. I'm sorry, guys. We didn't mean to do it. But we it we didn't, but it happened. Uh, I will and, recommend and, it if you haven't watched. I'm gonna cut you off. If you haven't listened to Venom One, I think it's um uh, the first Venom by Eminem. It's a must listen before watching Venom Two. Must. I plan. I plan on listening to that the entire day, nothing but that on repeat until I go see Venom Two. You're gonna be you're gonna be brain dead by the time you watch that movie. Oh yeah, that's the point. Uh, but <laughs> to promote that, uh, Venom and Eddie Brock have been added to Fortnite. What else uh, as, as a skin, as every goddamn thing else in this world has. But that's okay. Um, so our last piece of news for the night, and the big one, is that recently Disney, the Disney company, has filed lawsuits against the estates of Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, and Gene Colan um, for the rights of a couple of the characters, um, the way that it was laid out and the way that most of the media is portraying it makes everybody think that, oh, if we lose these characters, Disney's not going to, uh, we're not going to be able to get more movies or comic books, which is not the case. Um, pretty much uh, what it happens is Disney would still be co-owners, but they would no longer be full owners. So they would have to pay the rights and pay profit to the families. Yeah, so definitely not as bad as people originally thought it'd be like where they're putting out the scenario where the event like phase four is that over or whatever the hell the clickbait titles uh, the news be portraying nowadays. Yeah. Like people think, oh, they're never gonna be able to make Spider Man books or they're they're never gonna be we're we're not gonna get these movies anymore. It's not the case. It's Disney just wants the full rights because uh, by June of twenty twenty three they'll be gone if not. Disney just Disney doesn't want to give them up, and they're Disney, so they're probably going to win. Yeah, and I, don't know, I don't know why anyone would assume a Disney would ever let something like that slide, considering how much property they just own total. Like, they own too much, and they've come too far just to be like, yeah, you have it, especially the court system. Oh, yeah, and that, those are their moneymakers. Mm-hmm. Marvel, Marvel is what's making Disney probably the most money currently. Because Star Wars doesn't have much box office stuff. I mean, Star mm-hmm. Wars makes its own stuff from the other everything else they have. Mm-hmm. But Star Wars doesn't have that. Disney and Pixar animations are nowhere near as hyped up as they've used to be. Mm-hmm. It's literally everything's about Marvel nowadays. Yeah.
Yeah, not finish chewing. Finish chewing. Finish chewing. There's not much chewing. I was just actually taking a sip of uh, my beverage. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it, it, it's it's definitely a, a little less complicated when you spell it out like that. When you like just look at the facts. So we'll we'll keep you guys updated on what's going on with that situation because obviously it's evolving. Like depends on like there's a lot of factors in play. Oh yeah, it, this is just the early stages. The lawsuits were filed. We'll see what happens with court and everything from there. But I, I have a very very strong feeling that nothing's going to change and there's nothing to worry about. Yeah. So we shall see. All right. So now the so now we're up to uh, what if, right? Is that what, is that what we're segueing into? Uh, that would be next. Yes. All right. Wonderful. So. Last week's episode of What If, I'll give you a little spoiler-free review of it. Nothing crazy. Um, they definitely weren't trying to uh, set up anything big besides the end. So I won't say anything too much about it. But overall, I mean, I love Thor. I'm a sucker for Thor, you guys. It's only the second episode. We haven't got the Thor yet. So when we get the Thor, I'll have to uh, admit my fanboyship of him. But right now, we'll just keep it in the shadows. But I re- Thor is probably one of my favorite characters in the Marvel Cinematic He's probably just overall in terms of characters. But... It, was, it wasn't terrible, but it was definitely a lot more lighthearted compared to some of the other episodes. Uh, the, the flow wasn't as bad because there's a couple of the episodes that just have like super fast, like the pacing's all over the place. Like there's not much development. Carter. Yeah, skipping scene to scene to scene. Like it's, for that, the one thing I will say though is that it is just retelling the same story. So I can see that. But um, it was definitely wasn't, nothing, nothing to write home about. But that end scene definitely sets up this episode for tonight and it's got, the, got me very excited. I'm really excited to see what happens next. Yes. Uh, next, this Tonight's episode is going to be tonight, or actually it'll be releasing the same day as this episode that we're recording, um, is going to be quite an interesting episode. I mean, I was pretty, I was a pretty decent fan of last week's episode overall. I mean, it was, the humor was there when it hit, mm-hmm. as most, most of the time oh, yeah. in the Thor movies. Um, but it was like, a definitely a different change of pace from the zombies and the the Doctor Strange episode and ev- and mm-hmm. everything like that. But I wasn't completely mad at it, as it seems the next two episodes are going to make up for it yeah. tenfold. Definitely. The one gripe I will say I have with some of the what if episodes, like it's definitely a little bit nitpicky, but like you would think that like in a universe where everything's so like out of whack, everything's chaotic, everything's random. Like I feel like a lot of the main continuity storyline still take hold. I don't know if it's on purpose or if that's just them just wanting to stick to like what they know, but I definitely like to see them kind of like branch out a little bit. I mean, I obviously think, with this next episode, I think, like you said, the next two episodes, I think will make up for it. But I think for the most part, they kind of just, they're sticking to their formula, which is, there's nothing wrong with it. But oh, I would yeah. definitely like to, for a series like this, where it's literally, it's called what if, like the very concept of it is that anything could happen. Like it's a universe of infinite possibilities. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, true, the multiverse. But I'm sure that come season two, they're going to get more wacky and stuff like that. Because I'm sure they noticed the ones that differed the most from mm-hmm. their original movies are the ones that people enjoyed more. The The zombies episode, the um, the, the T'Challa Star-Lord episode, um, even, even the Doctor Strange one to an extent. Mm-hmm. All I'm just, also a big sucker for getting more Doctor Strange content because he definitely... I mean, yes. He, anytime he can get on the screen, Bender Combat can pull up and reprise his role. I'm here for it. 100%. Absolutely. He's, he's, he's one of the best characters in the MCU, and I'm glad that he's pushing forward as one of the uh, front runners mm-hmm. now that uh, Iron Man Cap have stepped down. Yeah, I mean, he carried that entire episode. It was literally just him. It was him versus oh, himself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which hopefully we uh, see again soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. But. Overall, I will say I, I do think they're going to get wackier as uh, the mm-hmm. seasons go on. As season two is already confirmed, so oh, season two is confirmed. Okay, I don't know. If, no, I don't yeah, know. If that, like, oh wow! No, they announced them. They announced them both at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Okay, that's really good. That's gonna be cool then. Let's yeah, see, how, so, like, see how that plays out because obviously that's gonna be coming out after all these multiverse movies. But I know that. I was reading somewhere that like one of the actors or one of the producers was saying that this like this is gonna be the whole saga. Like it's literally gonna be like the multiverse saga. Oh yeah, no, it is the multiverse saga. They they haven't fit like Marvel Studios themselves haven't officially announced it as that like mm-hmm. it, yeah. like they did with the Infinity Saga. But um, yeah, it's gonna be big and it's, it's going not gonna to end be... anytime soon. No, and it, I will say 
in the random segment, uh, I'm going to ask DL to remind me as well. Um, I do want to talk about a little spoiler thing or a little rumor I heard going around that I don't want to ruin for anybody else. So if you don't, just skip that part when we get to it at the end. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, but that's pretty much it for What If. So we're going to move on to the next episode in release order of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, The Incredible Hulk from 2010. Incredible Hulk. Wasn't too bad. Um, uh, to start us off, I guess I'll, I'll just start with the, uh, I think it was the, one of the initial scenes. I, I wrote it down immediately. Uh, him pulling up in the wife beater when he was on the, when he's on the <laughs> lamb. That was, he was looking nice. But it, it, it's just the same because those movies always suffer from like, just the fact that you like, Early watching the MCU. Were, exactly. And just the fact that like, it's not him anymore. Like, it's not Edward Norton anymore. Obviously that, it's Mark Ruffalo. That one, I, I, I did write that down in, in some of my notes as well when I was watching it. Is um that it's watching it's weird going back to that movie in particular like going back to Iron Man one with Terrence Howard that one's fine because he's not in the movie enough he's not the main actor mm-hmm. going back to the Incredible Hulk where it's an entire movie without our current and our Bruce Banner mm-hmm. is weird and I'm not gonna lie yeah. I do I do think I like Edward Norton a tad more as a Hulk but I do like um uh. Mark, Mark Ruffalo's Mark, thank you. Mark Ruffalo's actual Bruce Banner. Yeah, they, they, they both give like um, good uh, aspects and attributes to the character. But yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on the point where it's, it's just weird seeing like this because it's a solo movie. Like it's a build up for a solo movie. Like it's literally establishing his place in the MCU, and it's just like the next movie. And they don't even like. I guess they shouldn't say anything about it because like they're kind of just trying to stick to the continuity. But I don't know. It it definitely feels like they could have done something to make you feel like a little bit more eased into it. Commanders, oh yeah, this guy looks nothing like this guy, but uh, he's the new Hulk. <laughs> Agreed, and 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 I do like I do like how in the um, in What If uh, I'm, I'm going to keep bringing this up, but it, it compares too well. Um, in What If, when they did show scenes from the Incredible Hulk, they did change the actor and the Hulk to look like mm-hmm. a mix between both. Mark Ruffalo yeah. and Edward Norton to kind of give it the continuity, like to kind of fix it per se. Mm-hmm. No, like we were talking about before we came on the air, like they're definitely, they're doing a great job in phase four of tying up those loose ends, like making people realize like, oh yeah, these movies are all together. And just because some of these characters aren't around anymore for whatever reason, or don't exist, like they're going to be brought back in some aspect, whether it be a minor part, a major part, or just basically address them. Like at least giving, showing them that they exist, I guess you could say. Agreed. And, and that's why... I, like, a lot of people think that Ralph Boner, that's all the end we're going to get of Evan Peters' Quicksilver, but I don't think that's true. Marvel wouldn't cast that character just for a, a laugh, a one-time laugh, and that's it. I think there's mm-hmm. more to that same thing. Like, there's more to how we got Thunderbolt Ross six, seven years after this movie came out for the first mm-hmm. time back. Yeah. Uh, back to just the overall movie. Um, the intro... I don't think I was a big a fan of it as I remember being. Like, it is kind of weird how you kind of like read basically like what's going on compared to them just portraying it. I'm not sure yeah. if like if, if you have any insight or like like what your thoughts on that are. Yeah, so I actually said that the opening credits were were kind of cool because mm-hmm. this. So what originally was happening with this movie when it came out is Universal wanted it to make it a pseudo sequel to the Ang Lee Hulk in 2003, and Marvel yeah, Studios yeah. wanted and Marvel Studios wanted it to be its own standalone thing. So it, the, that's why that opening scene is not actually showing you how the Hulk became the Hulk mm-hmm. is because it was kind of playing into both things. But I, th- that for me, like, I just enjoyed that part because we've seen most of these origin stories so many times. The Hulk, Peter Parker, like, we don't need to see it again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely more of a minor gripe, but I just, I just wanted to write it down because it, it definitely is a weird introduction compared to the rest where, like, I feel like... Marvel does like doing a lot of showing. Like they're like showing you what's going on, keeping even the most um, casual viewers like in the know. So it definitely that's true. It was definitely a little like different, I guess you could say. But there was a lot of Easter eggs in it. Like because I was like kind of stopping frame by frame on some of the documentary shit. I just trying Samuel, to read it. I know Samuel Jack Nick Fury was referenced in it a couple times. The director of Shield, so that's cool. Uh, and and I'll I'll mention it. Um, actually, I'll mention it now. There were a couple of callbacks, like in the, um the super soldier serum that was given to Emil Blonsky, which later on turned him into the abomination. You can see that it, it says Dr. Erskine and 
Tony and um, I'm blanking on his name, Howard Stark, mm-hmm. on the on the container, showing that it's going to lead to the movie, the uh, movie three movies from now is Captain America. Mm-hmm. No, like I said, there's a lot of Easter eggs going on with it. It's definitely one of those things where if you don't look at it, like it can fly right past you, don't even catch it. So I was trying to go like frame by frame a little bit, but there was a lot of stuff being like thrown at you really fast. Yeah, that like. For, for first-time viewers, it's definitely going to be a, it's, uh, a weird introduction. But, mm-hmm. again, that just I just ca- chalk it up to the same thing with Iron Man. Is it's an early MCU film. Anything from Phase 1, and I'd say even the first two films of Phase 2, are just still trying to find their feet, trying to tread through. Because, mm-hmm. like, obviously, like you were saying, how there's, like, there's still agreements, like disagreements about how, what direction they want to go with Universal and stuff like that. So you can definitely see, like, as the – I think that's what's so great about the MCU. Like, you can really see where they've come from, like, after rewatching it as a whole piece. Like, you can just see how much different it is from these first couple movies now, obviously, to, like, the more recent releases and, like, the, like, the conclusion of the Infinity Saga and stuff like that. Yeah, like, you, you, can, you can see where things went to, fell into place and where they mm-hmm. finally found the footing they needed to to, to really get themselves going. Mm-hmm. I think it's a better time than ever to have my thirsty moment of the movie. Um, of course. So I don't know about yours, but for whatever reason, I don't even know why she was in it. But that uh, that uh, the worker that he helped out, the Spanish woman, she was looking. She, she, <laughs> when he pulled up on her, she was all freaking uh-huh. moist. Yeah. I was with that. Yeah. I was de- I was definitely feeling that. And when I saw that, I immediately wrote down that thirsty moment of the movie. Th- thirsty moment of the movie. Uh, yeah, I would completely agree with that. There wasn't really much because like the only female characters you really had were her and and Betty and Bet and Betty's. Betty yeah, exactly. Betty, 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 Like, I don't mean to say that she's not attractive. Like, she definitely isn't like stealing the show. I definitely noticed the uh, like the ten minutes of not even five, like, three seconds of screen time that that one uh, Spanish woman got. Yeah, like compared to some of the other um, MCU actresses that they they have, I would she'd say she's uh, not towards the top. Yeah, and, and she definitely wasn't inspiring. You know, like. She was a good Betty Ross, but like she kind of she kind of fell into the archetype of just the whiny, like setting problems up for Hulk. I mean, or Bruce Banner, whatever you want to call him. Kind of just like making problems for him to fix, and that's the plot a little bit here and there. But I definitely didn't like at the end. I'm just gonna skip to the end real quick just to address the point. But yeah, uh, the the part at the end where she's in the chopper and it's like abomination. And there's like watch out, and she's like still in the chopper as he's trying to protect her from abomination. The things about a blow up. She's just cooling out in there. Yeah, she's just instead of running away or yeah. doing something different. Well, like I completely understand the the archetype because it's just kind of like she's just a damsel in distress and he's trying to save her. Like I get that, but definitely like obviously as it progresses, th- th- those characters get a lot more flesh. Like they're a lot more fleshed out. They're more than just someone screaming at the protagonist to do something, which is always yeah. nice to see. Yeah. So I, I mean, overall though, you can't really be mad. She she's a decent character in it, and I mean she's never come back since. So there's yeah. nothing really else we can. Yeah, for for, her for, all, to. for all the watchers, for all the watchers out there who are just very confused after watching that movie about how some of those characters just don't exist anymore. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the boat. Welcome to the same boat as us. Because hopefully, I mean, we did see her in What If, but for me, What If like until it becomes like tangible into the MCU, like I wouldn't consider that main like like like, like her being in it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's an animated thing. It's not actually like mm-hmm. her coming being in it. It's literally just exactly. It's a retelling, it's, like yeah, exactly. It's a retelling of a story that she was in, but like we haven't seen her outside of that like universe per se. I guess you could say like the inside, like where Bruce Banner and all that stuff. Like you haven't seen her interact with anyone else that you would consider like Marvel, like um, people you'd always see in the movies. Yeah. So, but uh, I guess our next thing is uh, favorite quote of the movie. If you did have one. I did have one. So uh, it's Polanski's juiced ass when he, uh, I don't remember the exact scenario, but he's when he <laughs> went in the chair, when he saw Hulk, he's like, I need that. Make me that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he was sounding OD juice at that point. Like the entire movie, like, ever since he got that first serum, he was off a of bean. Oh, that just yeah. turned to a monster. But I, it definitely, speaking of like the main antagonist in the movie, Abomination, like I feel like it was definitely rushed. Like he kind of went from he kind of did like a one. Uh, oh, he did. Oh, he did zero to one hundred real quick. Mm-hmm. He went from being just like this. He appeared like you kind of got the vibe that he was like this. This really like get uh, talented, yeah, hard talented, yeah. like decorated soldier. Then all of a sudden he just becomes like, oh yeah, fuck the system, fuck Ross. Like Ross never even did anything to him. He just gave him exactly what he wanted, and then he just kind of got like, 
I guess like he got like um, the lobster power. I power get that. hungry. I get that stuff. Yeah, he got power I mean, hungry. I get that stuff. But like he just seemed to have so much aggression against uh, Ross for n- no real reason. I guess you could say. I mean, if you if you do think about it, and and this gets referenced uh, a few more times uh, later in the MCU, is the the serum makes more makes a man more of what, what he is. is. So he was a a hard driven military soldier and he mm-hmm. just got with aggression and it just got worse mm-hmm. which is exactly yeah. what is happens to everybody who's uh who takes the serum yeah no no i 100 agree with that i just feel like the aggression towards ross was like more just like oh, oh, that yeah, was I'm a, I'm a, out of pocket yeah, like i'm a bad guy this guy's this guy's helping the good guy therefore i don't like him it's like you gotta do a little bit you gotta do better than that you gotta do better yeah. than that did you say yeah. uh your did you say your favorite your quarter of the movie so actually, for this one, I didn't write one. Uh, there weren't too many like notable things said that mm-hmm. uh, that I enjoyed. Yeah, no, it, it definitely wasn't a quote-heavy movie. It not, definitely not somewhere I someone uh, had a dialogue or had a quote, and I was like, "Damn, that's good!" Like where I really wanted to write it. Down. I just saw that part because that was hilarious. Because like he was like fiending, like he was off the beam, like he he needed oh, yeah. that oh, off. No. He, he he needed, needed that off. Needed uh, that. Yeah, um, I thought that was pretty funny. So I'm actually going to to add a new segment in here, uh, cameos for the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. There were actually two. Um, first being Stanley's. Yeah, I definitely like that cameo. I like how they always switch it up. Um, it's always funny having him in different spots, and the fact that he drank the Hulk's blood. And he, we never get like an update on the situation, right? We just assume that he got he's probably dead. <laughs> well, oh, I mean, he's not because uh, he's a watcher informant. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but I, I definitely like how they always switch it up. Like, it's never the same, like, oh, yeah, he just didn't just uh, relay something or just literally just be just stand and be an extra. Like, he, yeah, he's really he's, creative he's, with how his appearances in the, his movies. Yeah, the, this one is is one of my favorites as well. Uh, I, I don't know why. It's, I've always enjoyed this post uh, – this not post-credit scene, this Stan Lee cameo. Mm-hmm. No, it was really funny. And the, the whole scene with his blood dripping, like, he, he was not very thorough about that. Like, he kind of – Not at all. Saw that he got that one little thing. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh yeah, it must be gone now," but it was, but it, it, was other, definitely, it was definitely pretty good. Oh yeah, and the other cameo, which is probably one of my favorite um, non-Stan Lee cameos, is Lou Ferrigno, the uh, original Hulk, as the security. Oh guard. yeah, mm-hmm. that was funny. I the first couple times watching, it, I completely I did, that kind of flew over my head. But then, like, I remember when I was when I was doing some more research about the movie, I saw he was casted, and I was like, "Oh yeah," like it kind of like. Sync the two it up, clicks. like where you, yeah. When you when you're not expecting something like that, you kind of just like you glance over it, you gloss <laughs> over it. But he was looking even in his old age. He's like, it's because like they literally didn't use any CGI on him, right? He was all practical. Like he was just big. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing scenes in that movie. That movie looks ridiculous. Oh yeah, he, he's he's definitely like that was a great cameo. I'm I'm glad they uh they decided to to, to bring him back to camp. Uh, yeah. Just in general, I, I love callbacks like that. So. One hundred percent, because that was a while ago too. Like from when that movie was made and when he was the Hulk, like that was definitely a long time ago. So like they could have very easily just been like, "Nah, we're good." We're, but yeah, but they they brought him back. I was rocking with it. Absolutely. Uh, another thing I have written down is uh, Mr. Blue Soft, uh, or Leader, I guess you should call him. Yeah, whatever, or, whatever, yeah uh, what, if we ever see him again. Yeah, Stearns or whatever his name was. But uh, he, he was definitely more on the comedic side of the, uh, of like the what, what they're going for. Yeah, he was definitely like kind of like the funny character. But Abomination cooked his ass. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can't believe that show held him up for as long as it did. That that's, that was absurd. I don't yeah, think like he'll he, ever he was kind of just, back, Yeah, I know because they they kind of had that whole thing set up for him being leader and stuff like that. I mean, overall the character's not very like, like, like he's cool and all. Yeah, he's like he, he doesn't have a lot of cool stories to tell, so I get why. But just going back to that same premise where it's like, it never feels good when you introduce a character and then you have like this setup where it's like, oh, wow, wh- what's going to happen next? And then it's like, nah, nothing. we're not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, nah, we're good. We're good. So it, it definitely just hurts the overall like effect of the movie when you kind of just, because like, obviously we've watched these movies before, so we know that he's not in it in the future. So it just kind of ruins it when it's like, oh, wow, this kid, I, I have no reason to be excited for him because he's not going to be in it again. Like, uh, yeah, it it sucks, but... Like, it was like that for a while with Thunderbolt Ross and even Abomination mm-hmm. until we just got him back recently in Shang Chi, which is honestly my favorite character in this movie. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Nah, Emil Blonsky is a fucking meathead. OD. OD. Like, I literally have that on one of my things is Polanski's juiced. Yeah, he's a fucking meathead. Mm-hmm. Especially when he's, uh, I, my, my favorite scene in the movie is whether or not I'm going to do a segment or not is when he says, is that all you got? And he kicks him like 50 yards and he gets absolutely shattered on that. I, ha- I have that same shit ri- written down. Like, that was ridiculous. Like, I don't know. First, I don't even know what he was expecting to happen. Like, did he think he was going to just walk away? Like, of course he's going to take it. Yeah, like, the whole scene, like, like uh, arguably a bigger meathead than he is before he turns into abomination. So, like, that was a recipe oh, absolutely. for disaster. But he, he, he hit the quick turnaround on that. He was looking ghastly when he hit that tree. Like, it, every, like they literally, I think they said that his bone marrow, was like, his bones are literally rubble. Like, they were literally ash. Like, that man, like, he, he couldn't do anything. And then all of a sudden, like, I don't know he's what the perfect is. Like, that's what I'm saying. He, he just pulls up, and he's like, and he's like, good to go. And he's like, I need another one. I need more. I need that. More, I need that. More serum. I need that. Make me that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to have to watch that again. I, I completely forgot the context, like, like what exactly was happening, but that was really funny when he said that to him. But I also, another thing I've written down was uh, the whole thing, like how, how he became Abomination, how Ross Connors was like, like, like he said, he clearly saw that he, he was off the rails. Like he's jumping around, he's disobeying orders and stuff like that. And he just leaves him by himself. Like he definitely should have taken a better firm, like control in the situation. Oh yeah, Ross barely cared. No, he Ross, got... he, I mean, he, he, he's not Hulk, he got, he got bricked up. Oh yeah, because that's all he cares about. He just wants the Hulk. Yeah, and obviously, the, the, the whole thing with Betty and stuff like that. So he he was bricked up. Od bricked up. But I know we said this before, but Betty is just not not a great character. Yeah, no, she she, she doesn't bring much. I, I wish she would have done more. Like that, like as, as we can see, and further like further along in the MCU, like they can make like shy second characters like really strong. Like they can make them arguably sometimes better than the main character. So yeah. they, they definitely the, the, the recipe just wasn't there. Like the formula just was definitely flawed in that movie because it was really just like them just focusing on Hulk and everyone else was just a side character until Abomination became a threat to him. That's Ex- all I thought. Yeah. Anyways, uh, exactly. They, Abomination and and uh, Ross didn't get fleshed out until seven to ten years later. Betty not getting anything like ever. Yeah. You're probably never gonna see her again. I know. So, and and what if that was her voice actor? No, it wasn't, was it? Uh, no, I don't believe it was. I'm not 100 percent positive, but I don't believe so. Yeah, I don't think it was either. Which is unfortunate. It's, it's, it's kind of sealing her, sealing the fate for that character, unfortunately. Oh, oh yeah. It it is. Also, I mean, I preferred the newer voice actress just for the sheer fact of um, the the original actress is too soft spoken. Some of the time, I couldn't even understand what she was saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely agree with you, but um, I'm trying to think of what else. Oh yeah, the um, another quote I'm gonna have. I know we're gonna talk about it after. Actually, I'll just wait till we talk about it in the post credit scene because it's, it's something that Ross says in the post credit scene that I'm really rocking with. But I'm yeah, but, any other? I, I was actually gonna bring up, uh, of course, the final battle scene with Abomination mm-hmm. at the that end. That was that, that that made up the movie. Like that definitely like that is the, the best part of the movie. The best mm-hmm. part. Like my feeling on the movie was in contempt. It was in contempt. Like I was definitely thinking about like what I thought about it, but that ending, that ending fight really like solidified that like it definitely wasn't a bad movie by any means. And I didn't have it ranked yet for whatever reason. When I rewatched the MCU last December, I didn't rank it, but now I actually watched it and I was able to like take like a better look at it. And I'm not still not sure on how I want to rate it. I, I go back and forth on it because there's so much dynamics to play into it with the other oh, yeah. movies. Because like when you when you put movies close to each other, you obviously they're close. They're like you, you have to say in some way they're like equal to each other. But I don't know how I feel about that movie. Yeah, I'll get I'll get to that mine because I do have it rated. Um, once we we go over um towards the end, but the 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 fight scene is just it's entertaining just to see the two mm-hmm. of them go at it, and I'm excited for the rematch. And I hope they do a mm-hmm. callback where Hulk splits another car in half and uh, beats the piss out of him like he does with that one cop car. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was that was really funny when he's just laying into him. Yeah, that that, that that scene was the whole scene was really good. Like when he's chasing that military car, I think oh, that yeah. was really good. And then uh, them just running at each other was was ridiculous. How abomination, like you can kind of see like abomination is causing like massive damage, and Hulk's trying to be like conservative. Like I think that's kind of a cool thing that they play into it. Kind yeah, of like, Hulk, Hulk, Hulk's finally getting somewhat of. I mean, Banner's finally getting somewhat of a control of the Hulk. Just mm-hmm. to get like the abominations just running through cars, tall. Like he, he, he literally could have jumped over them, but he's like, "Nah, I'm gonna destroy all these." Cars. Oh yeah, I'm he's, gonna kill all these people. 
I'm going to do as much fucking damage as possible. Mm -hmm. I would love to know well, after we're done the damage and the, the fatalities caused by that damage. Because they, they in know. Harlem? They were in Harlem, yeah. Yeah, like, he absolutely laid waste. So whatever street that was, that street is fucked. Destroyed. Which is weird because <laughs> Luke Cage, which is pseudo set in the same universe, never mentions, or they might mention it, but not much about the mm -hmm. damage. And, and Luke Cage literally takes place in Harlem. Yeah, you would think that an event that significant, like they would at least get the some sort of mention, like something, because that that was cat that was a catastrophe. Like that was that was butchery what he was doing to those fucking people. It was so vile, but mm -hmm. we'll we'll see what happens in uh, P two, uh, in <laughs> She Hulk, She Hulk next year. Mm -hmm. I'm really looking forward to that. Like another, especially like just like with the new characters. Like obviously, Abomination got a little bit of a facelift in the movie. I'm 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 messing with it. I'm definitely a big fan. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, original Abomination, I have no problems with it at all, but I mean, you can always make something better. So. The CGI the CGI looked OD spotty on him sometimes. Like, you could tell they definitely put all their money into Hulk and just gave yeah. the rest to Abomination. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, there's there some points when he's jumping where it's like, sheesh. This is looking oh. a little small. Oh, yeah. But, so the post-credits, or, or I guess quote-unquote post credit scene because it technically takes place before the credits. Yeah, like, it was just a just jump right into it, which I actually wrote down, too, that, like, I wouldn't even call it a post credit scene, but... Cause I'm assuming yeah, I, I, last I wrote it down in quotes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it kind of just picked up right where you left off. There was no end credit scene, so... But it, it definitely definitely up there for one of the end credit scenes. Uh, I was I was definitely a big fan of it, especially Tony Stark just pulling up out of <laughs> seemingly nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, literally just being like, all right, like, uh, I'm here to talk to you about the Avengers. And it's pretty much the same thing Fury did for him. Mm -hmm. So that takes place after Iron Man 1 run, then, right? Like, after Fury Correct. talked to him, he went to Ross? Okay. That's, a, so, that's what I figured. I just wasn't 100% sure. Because like, he so, wasn't technically an Avenger at that point, right? Um, no. So the way the timeline works is so it's Iron Man 1, and then about eight months to a year, whatever you want to say. And then mm -hmm. this, it's, so it's the Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, and... Thor take place all in the same week. So I think it's Iron Man 2 is first, then the Incredible Hulk. So whatever happens in Iron Man 2 takes place okay. before that. Yeah. But uh, back to what I was saying beforehand, before I completely switch it up. Uh, another quote I have is when Ross is sitting at the bar, chief in a cigar, and he, he says, reload. 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 <laughs> Every time he needs a new drink. Yeah, he's sick. That man's an absolute suit. I mean, look, sometimes you just got to eat those. No, no. I mean, that's honestly how I, how I was looking the, this weekend. Posted up at the bar oh. saying, reload. Oh, oh, don't talk to me about this weekend. Well, we will get into this weekend. Don't you worry about that. But overall, I will say uh, The Incredible Hulk was a better movie than I remember it being. I definitely remember it being a lot less entertaining, a lot yeah, uh, I remember it being darker. Like the overall, like a like um, not even just the, uh, the elements in the plot, just the overall the movie, like the brightness on the movie. I feel like it was darker, but that was just the beginning scene that I just have like stuck in my head with the entire movie. No, I I agree with you one hundred percent because I I was watching it and I was like, damn, this is actually kind of vibrant. Mm -hmm. But no, I I agree. It it definitely I remember it being darker and a lot worse than it it was. But overall, I did give it a six point eight. Uh, th but this is on an MCU scale. I gave it a 6.8. Uh, mm -hmm. Definitely there was a lower end, but not the lowest. Yeah, oh yeah, by far. That, that spot is uh, permanently reserved for Thor the Dark World. Spoiler alert, guys. Oh no. Oh no. I oh no. Oh no. Yeah, but, yeah. but this, is, this is always regarded as, as one of the worst MCU movies by most MCU fans. Some mm -hmm. of them don't even, continue, don't even count it as part of the MCU. Also known as myself when I rewatched it. It's also just because, like, like the things we've been talking about all episode, where it's just like it doesn't feel like it's just there's a certain level of like disconnect when you ha see characters that you ne you never see after that. It just kind of takes you out of like the MCU vibe of it. Yeah, like I'm glad they're starting to bring those characters back with with Ross in Phase Three and now Abomination in Phase Four, but it, it, like so we're getting somewhat of closure and it makes this movie more rewatchable. But yeah. for the longest time, there was no reason to go back and watch this movie because you can see Hulk in Avengers and still be mm -hmm. perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah, he, he was definitely like one of he was definitely really good in that role, Mark Ruffalo. Like I feel like it's a downward trend for him after that movie, but he de no. I, they, I think the the baton pass of switching the characters. I think they definitely did it the best they possibly could though. 
Oh, yes, it, it's the same thing like they did. Like I'll get into next week with uh, Iron Man too, because trust me, mm-hmm. I love me some Don Cheadle. But it's the same mm-hmm. thing that they did with him and Terrence Howard. Yeah, but uh, I actually have mine. I was just eyeballing it because I, like I said, I haven't officially rated it yet. But I'm putting it somewhere between yeah, six point seven, six point nine, somewhere in that area where it's like by no means the highest, but by no means the lowest. Like it's definitely like a little bit. I would say in the bottom half of the middle category, something like uh, that. Yeah, I mean. I mean, technically, for me, that's the bottom half of the low category, unless we're we're counting. Uh, actually, no, because we we can't forget, you know, Venom. Mm, oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I guess well, I guess with all that and kept in mind, yeah, it probably is on the lower end of my category then too. Yeah, because I'm looking at it now. I have a couple movies, like five, yeah, five movies underneath it. Yeah, so it's it's definitely five. Oh, I'm interested to see what those are once we uh, once we get oh, there. Oh, sorry, I, sorry. I, I can't count. I can't count. It's a little late, guys. I'm sorry. I've been up since eight o'clock, and uh, I'm cheaping on Skittles right now. I'm doing my best for you guys. <laughs> uh, so I mean, yeah. I as of right now, if if you include uh, out of everything I've watched for the my notes for the podcast, it is my third lowest. Mm-hmm. So and uh, it is hard too because we're coming off Iron Man one which is a spectacular movie. And yeah. It definitely it, it hits the spots that the Hulk just can't touch. The nostalgia, just the overall just peak Tony Stark. So it, I, maybe if Edward Norton stayed in that role, we'd be talking about it would be a very different story, but unfortunately it didn't. Yeah, and and maybe if, yeah, if it just tied more into the MCU b- before Phase 4, maybe it would have just been more rewatchable for us. Yeah, 100%. I agree with you. But that's pretty much it about the movie itself. And now we're getting to the end of the episode where we just talk about whatever the goddamn hell we want. I like that. I like it a lot. So, so you want to start us off? Or? Uh, yeah, actually. So I was about to say so a little bit of technical difficulties. Uh, as I was saying, we're going to keep a segment from last week on every week of the music we've been listening to for the past week. So, DL, if you would like to start, what have you been listening to? Uh, I've been listening to a lot of stuff. Um, Good Looks on putting me on the enhanced feature on Spotify. Anyone who doesn't know about it yet, it's a new uh, feature to Spotify where it basically takes the music that you've been listening to and it recommends uh, similar music, same album, that kind of stuff. And I've got a lot of albums from my previous playlist that I just completely forgot to skip over. So I had a lot of those. So I've been reappreciating a lot of new songs like uh, uh, Demons and Angels with A Boogie and Juice World. That's a, That's a good fantastic. song. I forgot how much I love that song. Um, another song, uh, Commercial, with Lil Baby and Lil Uzi. Oh, I, I forgot the one. Yeah. That's a, that one's another one. Mm-hmm. I've been, uh, another thing I've been sucking is uh, Lil Nas' album. There's a couple songs off it that I've really been uh, had on repeat. Sun Goes Down, Lost in the, uh, in the Citadel. I've been uh, listening to listening those maybe a little too much. Yeah, maybe I've been listening to those a little too much. Um uh, I was listening to uh, a lot of Death Race for Love, uh, Deuce World album. Um, a lot of really good songs on album that I just kind of forgot about because I have a ridiculously large playlist, so it's easy to forget songs like this, especially when the Spotify queue, sometimes it doesn't feel very random. <laughs> I don't know about you. Oh, oh no, yeah. Spotify, it just plays it picks its favorite. It picks, songs. Yeah. Like, Every once in a while, it'll switch it up. But that's no, 100%. Like, I feel like of that queue, like a certain percentage of it is just like your top 100 most listened songs. Like it's obviously not perfect, but I feel like it's a roundabout. Like I'll listen to a song, and then like I'll like reshuffle my playlist because like my uh, thing will be all messed up. Like I'll just keep seeing the same songs, and it'll just still be there. Like I'll hear that song again, like within like 30 minutes of listening to it. Which with a playlist where I have 67 hours of music, oh, you would yeah. think it would you would think I would hear I would never hear that song again. Oh. But, yeah. Uh, and one more song I want to put on there is uh, where the hell did it go? I was just looking at oh, Young Grizzly World with uh, T Grizzly and A Boogie and Nelly. Okay, really good song. No, yeah, I I agree. Uh, all your songs, you're definitely listening to a more of a variety than I am at the moment, but definitely uh, great great songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I like switching up every once in a while. And with the exception of workout music, I kind of have the same kind of songs I love to do because yeah. off the grid just be getting me up there too much. Agreed. Uh, that that that's a perfect workout song, as is all drill. But mm-hmm. speaking speaking of drill, that's uh, pretty much what I've been listening to is New York drill music. I found a really nice playlist on Spotify, 
after um, uh, two of our friends kept sending me a bunch of drill songs. So I figured, you know what? Let me uh, let me actually just go into a playlist, and I've just been putting it on. Sh- I've been putting it on shuffle, and it has been fantastic. Twenty two mm-hmm. G's, Ross Swish, Pop Smoke, of course, Chef Gene, Sleepy Hollow. If you if you've not d- delved into more Ron Suno, I do recommend. He's got a couple of really good songs that have come out recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider Man featuring Fabio Four, and I'll I'll say is one of those as well. It's it's got a lot of references that I uh, do quite enjoy. But f- besides that, it's been a, a whole lot of Donda still on repeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been going back, listening to a little bit of Trip at Night and the off season. Uh, the off season mainly just because I got the J Cole concert coming up soon. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's gonna be a good time. I don't know how that is. That's not, that's definitely gonna be a cool ass concert. Where are you seeing that? Uh, uh, Barclay Center and Twenty One Savage is opening. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, what are your seats? What's it looking like? Um, not too bad. Uh, it's on the side of the stage. I think mm-hmm. it's about halfway up. Mm-hmm. Oh, another song. Speaking speaking of Dreamville, um, Under the Sun. I was I was working out today, and that song came on, and I was like, damn. That I is. Forgot a, the, I forgot the I forgot the baby be spitting on the song, and J Cole obviously, and Lude honestly. They all they all they, they all bring that. Yeah, they, they bring the heat. They bring the A game, but that's definitely a top five to baby feature for me. For sure, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. On the topic of Spotify, if you have Apple Music, it's not the personal, but you are a plebeian. You're... <coughs> Apple Music trash. Yeah, I would consider you at the bottom of the social hierarchy. It's nothing personal, but Spotify to go. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, fuck Apple Music. <coughs> yeah. Oh, God. Apple, I ain't about that Apple Music lifestyle. I mean, the ecosystem is bussing. Uh, I will get it. Always bussing. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of what uh, other songs I, I've really been listening to. But I guess uh, moving on just from the music onto just whatever else we want to. Um, Certified Boy Lover got the fucking smoke this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's actually, yeah, there's two, uh, Donda actually had a couple things that was changed on it also. I haven't gotten it yet. I don't know about you. I haven't heard the new versions of it yet. No, not at all. Um, uh, I, apparently, Chris Brown was removed off of New Again. Uh, KC was removed off of uh, Keep My Spirit Alive, and uh, mixes were changed. I haven't heard any difference on Spotify, but that might just be because it takes a while to update, which I hope it doesn't because mm-hmm. I do quite enjoy Chris Brown on... New again. Mm-hmm. No, I, I definitely agree with you on that one. Um, what, was, what the hell was there? Was there was one more thing that I had on here? What the heck was it? But uh, oh, crap. So now it's not, now now I'm now I'm kicking myself because there was literally a part that I want to talk about in the after credits, and I completely forgot what the heck it was. Dang. My bad, friend. Oh, did you, uh, have you been uh, watching F Boy Island? Uh, I've already watched it. Oh, you already watched it? Yeah, that shit's ridiculous. Yeah, no, I know. I've been. Ooh, I'm about to watch it after this podcast, but I'm on like the fifth episode or something like that. That is a hideous. I was. Uh, hideous I was re- show. Oh yeah, I was rewatching some of it at Chet's. Actually, I got. I kind of want to watch the last two episodes again, <laughs> just because they're it, they're fucking absurd. Yeah, that would be a substitute. For shows that just make you just start to conversate, like it just makes you just like just just, just chat with. Like, I don't know. I, I love shows like that. Like there's a lot of shows like that where they almost intentionally leave like pauses just so people like react to it. I oh yeah. It's funny. The, the, all reality dating shows are just fucking ridiculous. But this mm-hmm. one in particular, for those of you that don't know, um, on the island there are twelve fuck boys, self-proclaimed, and mm-hmm. twelve self-proclaimed self-proclaimed nice guys. And three very attractive women. And mm. the goal is that e- the women have to find nice guys. And if they get together, they get $100,000 and they get to stay together. But if they pick F-boys and the F-boy wins, they just get to keep the money for themselves and get the pride of being F-boys. And it is out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's – I'm not really sure what to think about it right now. It's – it's ridiculous at the part I'm at right now, so I'll keep you guys updated on that. But it's, anyone who hasn't watched yet, if you want some mindless humor, somebody who just makes you laugh and something makes you question your life decisions, watch it. It's not that long. It's on HBO Max, so 
I know HBO Max has a lot of stuff, so I'm sure a lot of people have the subscription already. You might as well take advantage of it. But it's a really it, it, it's 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 interesting. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's just brain dead, brain dead humor, and it's like it's it's not a good show, but you just can't stop watching it. Mm-hmm. So I actually I was reading. Re- so I know we had another um, part of the thing where it's like the best story of the week. I don't know if you have a story that comes to your mind right away. Uh, what's yours? We'll, we'll start with yours. All right. So, um, mine were probably, I mean, I mean, this whole weekend was a, was a fucking movie. This weekend was absurd, absurd, as Mr. Casey would say. Yeah, exactly. It was a fucking movie. But I, I do, I did like, uh, you trying to take the ketchup, ketchup bottle from that vendor and he <laughs> caught your ass lacking. <laughs> he did get my ass. <laughs> look, look, I tried. Mm-hmm. And 100% in the future, we got to use those uh, smiley face stickers again because that was a hit. Oh, yeah. The the, the Bordy Barn theme uh, with the smiley face stickers was definitely a, a great party. And I think we definitely need to get those for another one. Mm-hmm. Jose Slander. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Nah, nah. Jose, Jose, was, Jose unfortunately took the wheel. And Jose, Jose got me through the weekend. However, I was suffering when I woke up. Mm-hmm. Jose's a bad man. He's a bad man. I know, I know there's a... Uh, conspiracy going around that he's never heard of soul that's false provably false but anyone who's right anyone who's rocking with jose no slander but uh slander the tequila is not it for me i don't know about the people watching this but uh tequila just it ain't my cup of tea i'm a vodka man myself i don't know also me finishing an entire bottle of pretty much deep eddie's lime was fucking disgusting this weekend yeah on t- the jug i mean look it had to be done no, wait, wait. I ain't mad at it. You can't hate the player, bro. You got to hate the game. Oh, yeah. Now, this weekend was uh, definitely a little absurd. I don't mm. remember much of it, which is, <laughs> is a good thing. We did watch Infinity War and Endgame, though. We did. We did. We did sit down and watch the entirety of Infinity War and Endgame back-to-back, which was pretty I was boring, not, actually. I, I, was not, I was not awake. For I will disclaim that I was not awake for the first half of Endgame. I was taking a little mumba nap. But... Uh, I, I was also not awake. I, me, you, and Smoke all passed out. For mm-hmm. pretty much until the time high started. Mm-hmm. I do want to plug a man on the podcast for this week. Uh, Willie B, you to go, you to go, bro. Way to play. Oh yeah, w- Willie B always throws the the best bangers, and he knows mm-hmm. how to throw them. So mm-hmm. definitely much appreciated, and can't wait for uh, an- another one. That's what I'm saying. You got to run it back. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, Ugh. that's that's. I don't know if you have anything else, but that's really all I have, I think. What, uh, what's the official time we're at right now? What are we, what, what, uh, what are we looking at? We're looking at uh, just over an hour. Hmm. So around the same as the last one. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there wasn't much else that I had to, to talk about this week. Um, these episodes are probably going to start getting longer as the, the movies do go on. Um, but for right now, like mm-hmm. we said, early MCU syndrome, there's not much to talk about. Um, yeah, like, there's, there's nothing crazy going on with the movies, but you could be damn sure that as soon as we start getting deeper in, like starting into Captain America, Avengers, we're we're gonna be bricked up on uh bricked up on air. Oh yeah, and regarding new movies, as I, I did say in the beginning, that Venom Two does come out this weekend. We will not be covering the movies on the weekend after the podcast comes out. We'll most likely cover those as they're released on um on Blu-ray, as. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that there's more of a, a wide audience that can uh, watch the movie and not get spoiled, as well as I would just like to rewatch the movie more than once before we talk about it. Yeah, so it's definitely it's definitely mandatory to rewatch a movie because like there's just things that you didn't notice, things that you thought you liked or didn't like, and then you run it back and you're like, oh wait a minute, this definitely wasn't as bad as I thought. This character wasn't as good or bad as I thought. So I definitely Absolutely. recommend rewatching movies for anyone who's uh, looking to get into the MCU. I definitely it's it's one of those. Uh, franchise where it pays off the rewatch absolutely and that's why we're doing it and that's why we're talking to you guys about it and um we however i will say we will be talking about venom most likely in the podcast uh like we do with all new mcu content mm-hmm. um so oh actually before we do wrap up i do have that one thing that i wanted to say that was a kind of a spoiler for those that oh, wanted yeah. to skip it and i completely forgot to remind you yeah Yes, but I'm glad I did remember, and us talking about Venom does happen to remind me, because there is a rumor going around that Spider-Man 4 
and Venom 3 have all been greenlit, but it has not been stated if it is Tom Holland or Toby as Spider-Man 4. That's craziness. That's crazy. How old is Toby McGuire now these days? He's an old man. Toby, I think, is 40-something. Maybe 50. Take a little peek. Let's see what Google's got to offer for me. I mean, yeah, we do have computers in front of us. Mm-hmm. He is. Oh, my God. He's older than I thought. 46. Yeah, is it 40-something? Jesus. No, he's going to be an old man now. But, I mean, definitely the Randy trilogy has his faults, has his ups, has his downs. But I'd like to see him a little bit more Toby Maguire. Oh, yeah. So I'm not mad at seeing it. And I know that when he was talked about coming back as Spider-Man years ago, one of the stipulations he had was Spider-Man 4 had to be made. So I wouldn't be surprised if it is. And I would also be kind of happy. I mean, we'll get to those. We'll get to more detailed thoughts when we get to that trilogy. But those movies hold a lot of nostalgia with me. And they're definitely some of my favorite movies of all time. Mm -hmm. I mean, time will tell. Indeed it will. But besides that, uh, that that's probably going to be it for tonight. Um, we'll uh, get this all wrapped up and hopefully publish to you guys ASAP uh, Wednesday morning. And uh, we'll see you next week where we'll be covering, oh, Iron Man 2. Let's go, Iron Man 2, baby. Thank you guys ah. for listening. Th- thank you for letting us take up uh, an hour and change of your time. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you guys have any suggestions. Uh, reach out to me personally and uh, send me cockpits. Of course. <laughs> well, thank you yeah, guys was... for listening. We're, we appreciate anyone who's gotten this far. But uh, you guys have a great night, great morning, great afternoon. And uh, enjoy What If, because I'm very excited for it. Whether I'm going to stay up, to be determined. I mean, we're already at uh, 11.19, so I'm probably going to yeah. be there. So Yeah, I know. What yeah, If I stay in three hours. Goddamn West Coast, man. Get me tight. See you guys next time. Peace.